0: Oh, Lord, we thank You for Your presence here this morning. We thank You, Lord, that by Your Spirit You're here with us to move in and through us to, Lord God, bring forth heaven on earth. God, we pray Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We give You the glory, we give You the honor, we give You the praise, Lord God. We thank You for not only Your presence, but Your Word. Lord God, Your Word is going to build up our faith. Faith comes by hearing Your Word, Lord God. And we're going to be able to appropriate and take hold of everything that you provided in and through your Son, Jesus Christ. We thank you for it in advance, and we give you praise in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen Amen. and Amen. Oh, we do welcome you here this morning. I join in with Pastor Odika. Thank you for getting up and taking the time to clean up before you came. (laughs) Thank you. We appreciate it. Your neighbor appreciates it even more. And, uh, but it's good to be in the house of the Lord, all smelling good and looking good and serving a good God. <laughs> Amen. Somebody said, Oh, my neighbor forgot. No, no, not really. Wanted to encourage you that after the service, uh, uh, British is going to be out in the foyer and he's going to be filming and videotaping uh, anyone that would like to share how Christian Embassy has made an impact on your life or anything to give God the glory. Uh, you'd like that to go on record. Uh, that's what will be taking place out there as they're filming. Uh, please go and be a part of that. We were uh, at the Museum of the Bible in D.C. this uh, week before last, I think it was, and uh, as we were there, they have one uh, place that you can go in and videotape how the Bible has impacted your life, and they are connecting those videos and allowing us even, uh, they're working the system so that we could even take our phone and just say how the Bible has impacted your life, and it be- can become a part of a video like Ancestry.com. So that your children, great-grandchildren, great-great-great-grandchildren that you'll never meet one day can look and not just see a tree with your name on it, but it actually can see your face and your voice and where you're telling how the Word of God made an impact on your life. So they pull in all this together and stuff. And these videos that we have here, with your permission, when that all gets up, we can upload that. We can upload, I think, up to 100 videos, was it, a day? I think it's uh, what they're allowing each individual to do. That's the system they're building. And uh, so your, your testimony, you know, we overcome the, the red dragon, the Bible says, by the blood of the Lamb, Jesus provided that, and the word of our testimony. So uh, we we need to testify, and how cool is it that generations that we don't, have not at, even met yet will be able to be impacted and their lives changed by our testimony that we give here in 2019? So uh, be a part of that. If, wait around, fellowship, and uh, and and British—he's professional. He'll help you. Don't don't be nervous. Don't be nervous. I wasn't supposed to tell them more because they're now thinking ahead of time. Uh Uh-oh, I let the cat out of the bag, but uh, (laughs) it'll all be good. So also we are on day 33 of Seek God for the City and uh, 40 days of prayer and fasting as we're leading up to uh, Palm Sunday next Sunday. So this is the last week and uh, we, uh, do you have that? Yeah, you have that up here. Uh, so if you've not downloaded it yet and you want to be a part of the last week of it, you can download this on uh, any of your devices and um, join right in. This week, uh, we're seeking God's peace among all the peoples of the earth, uh, praying for Christ to bless the nations with peace. And uh, we are praying in behalf today of ethnic communities. Uh, we're praying that their eye, everybody's eyes would be open to see the glory of the Lord, no matter what uh, shade of uh, brown they may be. Uh, and I said this last week, I think it was last week, my kids, they're something, these three guys over here, I put this up like this and I said, am I white? And you better say no, because I'm not. And, uh, and when I had it like this, they got a picture of it. I don't know if it was Townsend or Morgan, but one of them memed it, and they said, can you see my ear? Can you, know, can you see my ear now? Or something like that. And they were having a lot of fun of it. So let me put it behind my ear. There you go, guys. And, uh, but... We're all shades of brown, every one of us. And we're all the same blood back to Adam and Eve, our mama and papa. And uh, we, want to, we want all people, all ethnic groups in the whole world to know Jesus Christ and that we are part of His family. And uh, when we started this church 26 years ago, well, no, 27 years ago now, uh, I was praying and I said, Lord, what do you want this, your church to look like? And He took me in the book of Revelation and He showed me heaven. And he said, this is what it's supposed to look like. And there was every tongue and every tribe and every nation represented around the throne worshiping God. And uh, that's why we are Christian Embassy International Church. And we are all brothers and sisters and we love each other. and We want to exalt our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Our elder brother is our Savior, amen. And uh, and being sons and daughters of the Most High God, we want to love each other, encourage each other, strengthen each other, and be a part of God's plan for the destiny in each of our lives. And what a blessing that is! So, uh, see God for the city. We continue to pray. And one of the uh, little nuance of see God for the city this year was we didn't declare in our prayer and fasting for these forty days that there's one thing we're fasting. Uh, What we The Lord really impressed upon my heart is to challenge you to spend time every morning and seek God and hear what God has to say to you for what He wants you to fast that day. So each day it could be something different that He wants you to fast and take the time and and the effort that you would have in that and and spend extra time with Him and in this prayer effort. So uh, it really has brought To me, a lot of people, uh, which, you know, I, I, I wasn't expecting it, saying, this sounds really great, but how do I hear the voice of God? How do I know what God is telling me? So that has been the number one question, and I wanted to deal with that this morning. How to hear God's voice, because the good news is God is speaking the, the good news is you can hear His voice. And the good news is when you hear and obey His voice, you are going to walk in the blessings and the favor and the anointing like none other. Hallelujah. So out of all the benefits that accompany salvation and guarantee, let me tell you, salvation is supreme. You need to be born again. Jesus told Nicodemus, unless a man is born again, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And we must be born again. We must be saved. We must be born into the family of God. And how does that happen? Well, God says, everyone who calls on the name of Jesus shall be saved. you got to call on the name of Jesus. He is here for you. The Bible says that if you will believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is your Lord, He is not only then your Lord, but your Savior as well. So I encourage everyone tuning in, everyone across the nations that we are reaching, everyone that hears my voice, the number one most uh, uh, supreme priority in your life is to make sure you're a child of God, to make sure you're born again, to make sure you've called on the name of Jesus, to make sure that you've declared His Lordship over your life. He'll come in and as you will repent of your sins, He will not just cover your sins. He will wash them away white as snow, the Bible says. How good is that? Never to be brought up, never to be remembered again. Thank God. God for the plan that he has for us. But after being saved, one of the number one privileges we have is that God personally wants to speak to each and every one of us. He does not want us living this life, walking blindly through this life. We can have the wisdom of God that not only guides us, but protects us as we would listen to his voice. He will will direct our steps every day. And I believe that every one of you that are listening here today would say that your life would be radically transformed if you learned to hear the voice of God better. It would make your life better. Every one of us. Because the worst marital problem in the world, with just one word from the Lord, it can turn things around. With sickness and disease, let me tell you, one rhema word of God will instantly bring forth the manifest of the healing virtue that Jesus provided for us 2,000 years ago. You may be in a financial crisis, whatever it may be, let me tell you what, the Lord knows how to exactly turn that thing around and get you going in the right direction. But the, the, the key is, Hearing the voice of God. He cares about you. He has numbered the hairs on your head, the Bible says. So if hair is being lost every day uh, and more is growing every day, then he, he's concerned with your every day. He's not a God that's removed that doesn't care about you. He is concerned about every breath that you take. And let me tell you what, he wants to speak into your life in a mighty, mighty way. See, most people realize that the Lord has all their answers, but the average Christian says they have a hard time hearing the voice of God. And that's not the way God intended it. That is not the plan of God. I can tell you the Lord is speaking right now. Right now, we just got to learn how to tune in. And I pray before we leave here in the next few moments that God will help me help you practically learn how to better tune in to hearing what God is saying. Now, just like in the natural, uh, right now... There is airwaves in, in in this building. Dave Ramsey with uh, you know Financial Peace University. He's teaching right now on how baby. I don't know if he's talk, talking about baby step one or baby step two or getting you a thousand dollars. I don't know getting out of debt, uh, having a you know a plastic surgery and cutting up all your credit cards. I don't know which plan he's on right now, but he's talking right now. And if we were to tune into uh, that station, we could. Put it on the amplification and put it out right here. Here, right now, we're just not tuned into it. Now, Dave Ramsey, he may know some things about finances, but let me tell you what. He is minor compared to God, who's created the heavens and the earth, who formed and fashioned these bodies and and breathed his uh, very breath of life in us and knows everything about us and holds everything together. Just think if you start tuning in and listening to what he has to say about your life. In John 10, 1 through 5, Jesus said, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. So Jesus is using an analogy of a shepherd and sheep and a sheepfold, and he's saying there's only one way into the sheepfold. And it is not over the fence. It's not another way. You know, it's not through Buddha. It's not through Muhammad. It's not through any other uh, uh, ideologies or philosophies. He says, We're the creator. Here's Jesus saying, I'm the creator, and we have made it one way. And uh, he who enters the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice. So Jesus says, I'm the gate, I'm the door. There's another scripture, he says, I am the door. Another place he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except by me. That's why we celebrate Jesus here, the Christ. That's why we're called Christians, because we believe the word of God. We believe what God has done. Let me tell you what, the devil was having a yard sale and he said uh it's going out of business, closing down shop sale, and he had all of his tools of destruction out for sale. And uh folks were coming to look to buy, and one person saw the the wedge of doubt was there, and he says, Okay, I want the wedge of doubt. Let me let me purchase that. And Satan said, Oh no, no, that's the only one not for sale. So what do you mean? You said going out of business sale. You were selling everything. And Satan said, well, I'm not selling the wedge of doubt because with that one, I can always stay in business. I can open up a whole new business. You can have all the other ones, but if I can get the wedge of doubt, let me tell you what, I can stay in business. The enemy wants you to doubt that God's way is the right way. He wants you to think there's many other ways that you can come in, but Jesus says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one else came and gave their life lived a 33 years sinless life to shed sinless blood to pay a sinful account that we had. We owed a debt we couldn't pay and he come and paid a debt he didn't owe. No one else in the history of the world has done that for us. So Jesus is the way. Amen. And he says, I'm not only the way, but I'm like your shepherd. I want to lead you into green pastures. I want to lead you beside still waters. I want you to have a blessed life and I'll lead you to that, but you've got to listen to my voice. My sheep hear the, the voice of the shepherd and they know the voice of a stranger. So we, we must learn to hear the voice of God. Now theologians discuss the general and the specific will of God and uh, I want to relate that to the voice of God. There's a general voice of God, and then there's a specific voice of God. And I want to do this because I want all of us to learn not only to hear the general voice of God, but to hear the specific voice of God. Now the general word of a voice of God is we can get in here. And if you'll tune in, this is how you tune in. If you take your Bible and you want to tune into what God is saying, you it, 24/7. You can wake up at 3:31 in the morning and you can open your Bible and you can tune right into what He's saying. Okay, and much of this is so powerful. I mean, all of it's powerful, but much of it will be very powerful to your current situation, as it is the general voice of God. But In this logos, this established word of God, God also brings a rhema word. That's a Greek word that means a specific word out of the logos into your personal situation, into your personal life. Like Brother Richard said earlier, he came here and he was looking for breakthrough. And then now God is using the donkey, once again, the donkey was Pastor Tim this time, to speak and say, breakthrough! You're in the place of breakthrough. And he's like, that's what I've been... That's what I've been looking for. It's what I've been searching for. God will speak to your specific situation. So whether you need a job change or you're buying a new house or you're dealing with an important decision, you can get a specific word from God. And I'm here to tell you, before you leave here today, I believe you're going to have sharper tools in your toolbox to know how and to understand the specific word of God, to hear His voice in those areas of your life. Because power for living the blessed life comes from hearing God's voice. We've got this blessed life God has for us But we've got to learn to hear His voice. And as we hear His voice, obey His voice. That is so very important for us. And the way we do that is we have to place value on His voice. So do you value God's voice? I'm asking you today, check in your own heart and in your own mind... Do you place value? And if you do, what value do you place on the voice of God? Do you place high enough value that this becomes priority for you hearing the voice of God? Or do you want to keep just living life your own way, doing your own thing? And then when you get into a crisis, then you'll call out to God, Oh God, help me! Oh God, I need you! Thank God He doesn't operate with uh, pride in such a way that He says, You're on your own, you wouldn't talk to me, didn't want to hear what I had to say last week, you're on your own. Thank God he has a father's heart and he will come to the prodigal that turns to him. But that's not how you want to live your life. You can live your life placing value on the voice of God, hearing what he wants you to do in this day. You know, you can talk to God and you can, He'll tell you what He wants you to do in this day. He'll help direct your steps in this day. He'll give you wisdom to deal with circumstances and situations that you're dealing with in life. You're like, God's too busy to be involved in that. If He's not too busy to keep count of the hairs that are growing in and the hairs that are falling out on your head, He's telling you, I want to be involved in every detail of your life. So, do you value God's voice? And then I ask this question, if you do, how much time in your daily schedule do you allot to hearing God's voice? No answer, I don't want anybody to be feeling embarrassed. You know, we'll just keep, you know, we'll repent and move forward, right? So, that we can learn how to tune into God's voice. So, the first thing we need to do in order to tune in to uh, our receivers to hear God's voice is what I've been talking about. We got to believe He is speaking. He is. You got to believe He is speaking. He spoke this world into existence, and this world is being upheld by His very voice. His voice you can tune into right now. You just got to learn how to start listening. And then secondly, you've got to realize God's voice comes to us as false. And the reason I say that is in John 4 and 24, God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Now, God is spirit. Now, he could choose to show up in in a physical form. It would probably scare us all to death. Uh, He could speak as he did in the mountains in days of of old. And the people were so scared the whole nation would run and hide from him because the thundering voice of God, and that's just minor compared to how it would have really been, said the heavens shook with his voice. you know, I'm kind of glad God chose the way he does spirit to spirit conversation because I can be in the midst of a meeting and I can hear the voice of God. I can be in the midst of a, a, a crowd and I can hear the voice of God and it doesn't scare everybody off. OK, so so God communicates to us spirit to spirit, not brain to brain and not mouth to ear. He comes to us communicating in this way, spirit to spirit. So it's not in words, but it's in thoughts and impressions. Now, what we have to learn to do is discern uh, the thoughts and impressions we receive, because there's at least four voices you got to deal with you got to deal with your voice. We all have experiences in life. We all have circumstances we've come through. We have ideas and philosophies. And so we have a voice and and we talk in our head. I know you do. Some of you say, no, that would be crazy. We all talk in our head and uh, we talk to ourselves. But there's also the voice of others and they're bringing their experiences and things that they have done and and influences they have had and, and their voice can enter into the conversation then there's also the voice of the enemy. And the Bible shows that in the beginning he went to Eve and the devil talked to Eve and t- uh, tricked her and, and deceived her and, and that got Adam pulled in. So the devil went to Jesus in the wilderness and tried to get him off course. So the devil talks. And we've got to be careful knowing there, there is a voice of an enemy. He's a deceiver. With Jesus he used scripture so the devil even preached to us to make us think it's God. To trick us, so we got to know the word. And I uh, commend you being here today, as we're here studying the word of God together, so we can know what the word of God says, and so that we'll know. Wait a minute, that doesn't line up with the word. So that's not that's not God, even though it sounds got some Bible verses in it. That's not God, because that's not in in in, uh, uh, approved by the whole council of God's teaching. So then, there's the voice of God. And Jesus said "As sheep, uh, we can hear the voice of the shepherd, we can learn the voice of the shepherd, and then we can learn there's a voice of the stranger, which we stay away from. So we need to understand that uh, these are voices that are coming at us, and we have to learn to discern the voice of whether it's us, whether it's someone else's uh, idea coming to us, whether the enemy's talking to us, or whether it is God. And I believe the practical things that we're going to deal with now are going to help Help you get so used to hearing the voice of your God, our, our our God, that you're going to be. You'll know it's Him. You'll know it's Him in the midst of a crowd. You'll know this is what God is saying. So here's some practical parts of this: how to hear God's voice, and that is number three. You need to set an appointment. Set an appointment. You say, what do you mean here? Well, look here in Exodus 19 and 10. I think this is so cool. Here's God talking. God's talking to Moses, and He says, Go to the people and consecrate them today and tomorrow, and let them wash their clothes. And let them be ready for the third day, for on the third day the Lord will come down upon Mount Sinai in the sight of all the people. Now notice God is setting an appointment to meet with them. I think it's so cool. God is demonstrating how He wants us to meet with Him. He says, I'm going to set an appointment. And then in verse 19, it says, And when the blast of the trumpet sounded and became louder and louder, Moses spoke, and God answered him by what? By voice. So here God speaks to them at that appointment three days later as they'd consecrated themselves and got ready for that appointment. So here's what God did. He told Moses to get the people ready to consecrate themselves, to set an appointment. Three days later, I'm going to, I'm going to come and speak to you, and I want them to be ready to hear. Wow. Wow. As you study God's ways in the Bible, you discover that most of the encounters that God had with people was through times of preparation. I say it this way. God comes to prepared atmospheres. God comes to a prepared atmospheres. Preparation is the key. Now, don't just just run through life. Well, I'll just pray at the stoplight while I'm there. And then you get on your phone and you're texting and somebody's honking behind you because the lights turned green and you weren't supposed to be on your phone anyway. You just missed that opportunity. No, no, no. Schedule a time. Make it priority. Preparation is the key. If you really want to hear, now God can speak to you in a moment. Turn left when you wanted to turn right. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you getting to know your God knowing His voice, having Him speak into your life in an everyday way. Preparation is key. Now guess if you came here today and you pulled up in the parking lot at Christian Embassy and and, uh, got out and came up to the front door and the front door was locked and There's folks in here seeing you bamming at the door, and they're like, oh, okay, and they go open the door, and you come in, and there's no greeter there, and there's no one handing you a bulletin, no one greeting you, no one, and you go to the bathroom, and, and you need to run in there, and the lights are all off, and hallways are dark, and you came, and this door was locked, and you bam it on this door, and somebody reaches, Larry Wayne reaches over there and opens the door, and you come in, and you came in here, and there's no instruments on the stage, and there's no musicians up here, and you know, just no, no preparation at all, okay? And uh, you'd be like, man, what kind of church is this? And we say, ah, oh, we're, just, we're just led by the Spirit. Whatever God tells us to do, that's what we're going to do. Let me tell you what, I don't know that we would have the amazing services that we have. There's preparation goes into these services here. That's why the presence of the Lord is here. That's why God speaks to you in and through these services. There's preparation. These praise and worship team are practicing on Thursday. They're coming in here uh, off time and off work and so forth, getting here and working together on that. Uh, the ushers, the greeters, they're here on time. The communion's being set up and uh, uh, everything. I mean, there's so much. The buildings are being cleaned and prepared. Uh, we're paying the light bill so the lights will be on and the water bill so the Water will flow, and you know, it's a lot of preparation. God comes to prepared atmospheres, and if that's so in your corporate church, think about that in your individual church, in your individual life. How, if you'll take the time and prepare an atmosphere, how much more you can hear and experience Almighty God. So set an appointment, and if you don't set an appointment to meet with God, I guarantee you you'll miss him. Now now think about it. We set appointments for other people, right? People that are much less important than God. Anybody know what I'm talking about there? People we don't even like. Sometimes we have to set an appointment. You know, we set a time and we set a place to meet with them. And here is Almighty God who has all wisdom and who has a plan for your life, for you to prosper, for you to be blessed, for you to go from glory to glory and, and faith to faith and love to love. What an amazing God. But we won't set a time every day uh, and, and, and prepare an atmosphere to meet with him. Let me tell you, the best way to do it is say from this day forward, I'm going to set a time and I'm going to set a place just like I would with someone else. Uh, I'm going to set it to meet with God every day. God, I need to, we need to start the day off here and I need to hear from you. And uh, so this is what I'm challenging you to do this week. I want you to set a time and a place. To meet with God every day. I'm challenging you. I'm, I'm begging you. I'm imploring you. I'm, I'm asking you to make that a priority in your life. That's your assignment and uh, you're going to fail if you don't and we're going we're gonna to put a dunce hat on you if you come back here. No, we won't do that. But we, we, this is so important. This is so important that you would set these appointments because missed appointments are disappointments when you've missed them with God. And then the fourth thing, you've got to be still in worship. In that time of appointment, be still and worship. And I know being still is hard for us. Just look at the person beside you and say, you've been squirming the whole time. No, no, don't tell them that. But it's hard for us to be still. I understand that. But in Psalms 46 and 10, God says, God says, be still and know that I am God. Us knowing His presence and experiencing His presence it many times calls for us to stop the rat race, stop the talking, stop the texting, stop the whatever, and, and be still. When I meet with someone, I turn my phone off. Because I'm not going to sit there and have it ringing. Oh my goodness. Because it would. It would ring constantly throughout the meeting. And and I'm not going to do that unless I'm expecting an emergency. There's an emergency situation that I have to stay aware of. Uh, And I'll explain that in the meeting. Uh, Because I want to give the people I meet with my full attention. Well, think about God. You're meeting with God. Don't you want to give God your full attention? He said in Exodus 14 and 13, and Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Wow, God says there's something about when you'll stand still and be still that I'll show up, I'll show out for you. One of those stories I love is in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verses 17 and following. There's these three armies that had allied and come together and they surrounded the people of God. They're going to destroy the people of God. They're going to wipe them off of the face of the earth. So when we hear these nations today say they're going to wipe Israel off of the face of the earth, drive them into the sea, that's nothing new. That has been going on even back in the days here uh, in 2 Chronicles. And here, they're surrounded, they've been besieged, their, their access to resources has been cut off, water's been cut off, the food has been cut off. They're in a bad position, the people of God. But look what verse 17 says. You will not need to fight in this battle, God says. You're not going to need to fight. Here's what you need to do. Position yourselves and stand still. God says, there's times you need to just trust me. There's times you just need to step aside and let me do what you can't do. But you got to stand still and you will see the salvation of the Lord. And when he, Jehoshaphat, had consulted with the people, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord and who should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army saying, Praise the Lord for His mercy endures forever. So they stand still, and as they stand still, here's what God told them. They're listening to the voice of God, and God says, I want you to send the praisers front. I want you to take the choir. I want you to take the praise team, and I want you to put them in front of the army. Now remember, there's three allied nations with all their fortifications and all their army and all their soldiers and all their chariots that have surrounded them. And they are really in a no-win situation with their army. But God says, I don't want the army going against them. I want, put the praisers out front. Put the praise and worship team out front. Put the worshipers out front. So they did. And they are going forth praising the Lord for His mercy endures forever. Look at verse 22. Now when they began to sing and to praise the Lord, uh, when they began to sing and praise, and all of this instruction they got because they were still before God. They had an appointment with God. They heard the voice of God. See, God will tell you instructions in the midst of your, your challenges that may seem they won't work, but if you'll do it, what God says, it will always work. Because you're not in it by yourself. Hallelujah. I want you to see that. The Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir who had come against Judah and they were defeated. So here's this, this, this army that's going to lose putting the praisers out front because they heard the voice of God in what to do and they're praising and going forth and now the Lord sets ambushes for the three that were allied against them. Look at here. He says, For Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir. Here are the three allies, two of them, turns on the other. And they began to destroy all who had come from Mount Seir and utterly destroyed them. And once they destroyed Mount Seir, all their soldier, then Amnon and Moab turns on themselves and destroys themselves. And the Bible says in verse 24, when Judah came to the place overlooking the wilderness, they looked toward the multitude and there was nothing but dead bodies. All of them had fallen to the earth. Not one had escaped. Now, had man fought against them, even if they would had allies come in with Israel and fight against them, there would have been some wounded soldiers. There would have been some dragging off that had been wounded trying to get away. No, when God fights for you, not one of your enemy is going to even be left to threaten you. Hallelujah. So please listen to me. Every one of us are fighting battles. Your battle may be in health. Your battle may be with finances. Your battle may be in a marriage. Your battle may be with a relationship. Your battle may be with children or on your job. And here's what you need to do. You need to stand still. Stand still. Come to God. Be still before Him. And begin to worship Him. Worship Him. Psalms 46 and 10 says, Be still and know that I am God. That word know doesn't mean an intellectual knowledge. It means you will see an experiential knowledge. You will see the mighty hand of God in your life if you will come to God. God has a plan to get you out. God has a plan to get you over. God has a plan to bring you through. But you've got to come to Him. You've got to come to Him and hear what He has to say. Hallelujah. So I like Acts 13 and 2 says, while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work which I've called them. The whole plan of God going forward and advancing to the Gentiles through Paul and, and, and Barnabas there came from them taking the time to be still before God, worship and fasting, and they got who they were from God, who they were to anoint to go forward. And that's how we're here today, because of Acts 13 and 2. That If that had not happened, you and I wouldn't be here today. But they heard the voice of God. In our 40 days of prayer and fasting, let us also make sure that we are tuned in to hearing the voice of God and obeying the voice of God. Amen. So, we want to believe that God is speaking to us so that we have faith to tune in to what He, he is saying We want to understand that God is spirit and He speaks to us spirit to spirit through thoughts and impressions. We need to set an appointment. We need to be still and worship Him. And then we need to pray and read. We need to pray and read. Now, now, this is a structure or discipline for disciples. If you want to grow as a disciple, please hear this. You've got to take some time to pray to our Heavenly Father. And Jesus gave us the model prayer and how we should pray, Matthew there. And also take time to read the Word. When you read the Word, you're tuning in to what God is saying. Mark 135. Now in the morning, having risen a long before it was daylight, Jesus went out and departed to a solitary place, and there He prayed. Here, Jesus is modeling for us. you got to take the time and you got to go and pray and talk to your Heavenly Father. In Psalms 119, 147, I rise before the dawning of the morning and pray for help. My hope is in your word. There again, prayer and the word of God. Prayer and the word of God. Let me tell you what to pray about. You need to pray about whatever's on your heart for that day. God cares about it. Don't get all spiritual and say, oh, I need to get all, you know, like, you know, no. He cares about where you're at. He truly cares about every breath that you take. So pray about what is concerning you, is on your heart that day, and read a selection in the Bible. The number one question I get asked as a pastor is, how can I hear the voice of God? But did you know the number one question I get asked about reading the Bible is, where should I begin? Where do I read? Here's 66 books in here. Where do I begin? Well, uh, I'm going to tell you exactly where you need to begin. Okay, this is where you need to read in the Bible, okay? On the inside. The inside. Man, if you'll do that, if you'll do that, you're already 100, I mean, 100% ahead. Because as long as you keep it closed, put it under your pillow, carry it around, put it on your dash, whatever, that's not doing you any good. you got to get inside. you got to get inside. All of it is God-breathed. All of it is, 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 is breathe, Amen. And it will help you in every area of life. Amen. So, you know, seriously, you could read a proverb a day. There's 31. You could go through the proverbs every month, every day of the month, lining up with a proverb. What about the days that there's not 31? I'll let you figure that out. The months that don't have 31. I know you're smart. Uh, you could read some of the psalm every day, a chapter in the Old Testament, a chapter in the New Testament. Uh, you read the Gospels. You could read through the book of Acts, Acts of the Holy Spirit. You could read the epistles and the instructions and all that God gives for the churches and how we're to be designed and set up. Uh, you could read through the Bible in a year. Pastor adika has been promoting that, and if you need any update on that, she can always help you with that and give you where they're at and, and how to catch up and so forth. But don't get bogged down in all the begets. Okay, such and such begets, such and such begets, such and such begets. Don't get bogged down on that. Just just get in the Bible and read it for, to hear what God is saying to you. And then finally, as we pray and read, we also want to listen and write. Listen and write. I love what Psalms 45 and 1 Uh, says, and uh, and the message just just really uh, is true to the Hebrew expression of what was written there. It says, my heart burst its banks, spilling beauty and goodness. I pour it out in a poem to the king, shaping the river into words. So what the psalmist is saying here, he says, when I meet with God, my heart just seems to overflow. And the best thing I can do is start writing. And I write a poem to the king, and we have 150 of those in the book of Psalms, okay? So, so when you spend this time with God, be prepared to write down. You say, is it important that I write something down? I believe it is, because 1 Chronicles 28 19, David is talking about building the temple. And he says, all this said David, the Lord made me understand in writing. So he's seeking God's voice on how to build the temple. And as he's hearing what God says, it wasn't until he started writing what God said that he understand that he was doing. He says, I, in writing by his hand upon me, all the works of these plans. I've experienced this uh, when the Lord told us, promised us many years ago, I'm going to give you the house and you're, you're going to build it and it's going to be your dream. And uh, we were in a little parsonage, termites had eaten it, the floors were falling out, mold and mildew was growing up on the ceilings and the walls, and it was getting into pretty bad shape, and we had a baby, on, second baby on the way, and we're like, Lord, it's time, it's time. And uh, I remember one night in my office, the Lord just began talking to me about this new house, and, uh, and I'm just like, yes, Lord, you know, you've been promising it, this is awesome. And he says, write it down. And I was like, you know, I'm not good at stick figures. My stick figures look like, don't even look like cartoons, okay? But so I said, oh, Lord, I'm a little intimidated by that, you know? And he said, get some paper and pen. So I got a paper and and a pencil, actually, and, and a ruler. And I began to write. And as I began to write what the Lord was showing me, it just began to flow. It began to flow. And I drew the whole plans from the foundation of our home all the way up to the shingles on the top. I drew these plans took them to the city, got a building permit built our house on it. All the subs were able to look at and understand it and said it looked like the work of an architect. I'd never done drafting. I'd never done any of this before but it was God had he was speaking. I'm giving you the house that which you dream in, and he began to show me and I began to write it. Let me tell you what is I I always write the sermons. There's so much more but I, I have to write the sermons because as the Lord's given it to me I'm sitting there and thank God he's helped me to learn to type it so I can just type and type and type and type. I don't know what all I've ever happened to all that documents and all those stuff, but it, it's just, as I do it, it's like I, it, something happens. Something happens beyond just, God, tell me real quick. Yeah, 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 okay. Spend that time and write it down. And back to 2 and 2, the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision, make it plain on tablets, and he that may run, that he may run who reads it. The best way, I know, to learn to hear the voice of God is to write when you're meeting with God. Just to write it. Here's an example. You could write your prayers. You could write out your prayer, and, you know, then write what you think God's answer would be. You say, well, you know, maybe you miss it. Okay, it's just between you and God. He's a God. He allows mistakes, okay? But write it from His point of view when He's answering you, Okay. Uh, write what you think the scripture that you read that day, what it means to you or how it applies to you, and act as though you're a man or a woman seeking wise counsel. You know, I'm here to receive wise counsel. Now, what counsel am I receiving from this and believe you me after a while you will be surprised you'll be shocked at how fast you can write you won't be able to write fast enough as it starts coming to you i promise you this and uh so it's so important to take that time and write and like i said it's just between you and god some people say well i can't even read my own writing well god's great his holy spirit's all about interpreting okay he can interpret it just it's between you and him So as we're wrapping this part of the service up, I just want to bring 1 Samuel 3 and 1 to you. And it says, Now the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli, and the word of the Lord was rare. And the word in Hebrew means it was valuable. It was valued in those days. As they're ministering, it wasn't just ministering words off of the cuff. They were ministering the words of God. What God was saying was so valued. I ask you, do you really value hearing God's voice? If you do, if you'll make a commitment here today, God, I want to place the highest value, the highest value on hearing your voice. And Lord God, I'm going I'm to meet with you every day and I'm going to learn, help me God, to learn to know your voice like I've never known it before so that you can say as we read in Isaiah 30:21. Whether you turn to the right or the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. If you'll place value on hearing the voice of God, you can begin to walk your life so that even when you're making a right step or a left turn, you will hear Him say, this is the way, walk in it. Now you talk about walking in blessing. You talk about walking in favor. You talk about walking in anointing. You talk about walking in power. You talk about walking in glory. When you have, you so attuned your ear to hear the voice of your God who says, no, 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 don't don't do that. Do this. And you'll always be at the right place at the right time. Anybody ever been at the right place at the right time? And you say, well, that was a coincidence. Uh (laughs) You can start living your life to where you don't even use the word coincidence. This was was the divine guidance of God. This was God's doing. And you'll start giving true, proper credit where it is due. Amen. So we got to believe God's speaking at all times. Realize that He speaks to us spirit to spirit. We need to make sure that uh, through those thoughts and impressions that we learn that they're coming from God as we get to know His word more, it will help us know what he is saying to us set that appointment make that a priority when you before the lord be still and worship him pray and read his word listen and write what the holy spirit says and i guarantee you 100 percent money-back guarantee you're going to learn to hear the voice of god like you've never heard before and your life is going to get so much better But what has to happen is you have to commit, make a commitment today to say, God, I'm going to place higher value on hearing your voice than ever before. Lord, I don't want to say what just comes to my mind. Someone I meet may need life-giving words, and I could just tell them my life or my experience. I don't want to do that. I want to give them the life-giving words from you, God, so I know what you're saying that I should say to them and you can help people around you, not only your life will be blessed, but you can be a blessing to those around you. Are you willing to make that commitment? If so, I want you to let's just stand together and say, yes, God, we're standing here before you on this day, and we wanna say, God, we're placing the highest priority on hearing your voice, amen, amen. Amen. Father, I just pray now in the name of Jesus, if there's anyone under the sound of my voice who are tuned in who don't know you, as Lord and Savior, that Jesus, they would call upon you right now. If you're in this building or you tuned in, you need to call upon the name of Jesus. The Bible says, everyone who calls upon his name shall be saved. Jesus, Jesus, come into my life. And it's repent. God, I changed my mind. I repent. I'm not going to live independent of you. I'm not going to live making my own way. I want to depend on you. I want to live my life for you. Turn to him right now. Ask Him to forgive you of your sins. The weight of your sins will condemn you. The weight of your sins will bring judgment. The weight of your sins will bring condemnation. But our God is a forgiving God. And Ask Him to forgive you of your sins. He will cleanse you and wash them white as snow. Far removed from you as far as the east is from the west. And everyone who believes that God has raised Jesus from the dead and confesses with their mouth that He is their Lord, He'll also be their Savior. Declare His Lordship over your life now. Jesus, be my Lord. I surrender my life to you. I want to live for you from this day forward. Jesus, be my Lord and my Savior. And now, as a child of God, which the Bible says, if you pray and you believe and you confess and you call on the name of Jesus, you're saved. Hallelujah. Your name's written in the Lamb's book of life. Praise God. The angels in heaven are rejoicing. But now we got to move forward. And moving forward, we want to learn to hear the voice of our God and obey His voice every step of the way. So, Lord God, this moment we place the highest value on our relationship with You. Our relationship with You becomes supreme over everything. And, Lord God, we're going to commit to You. Just make that commitment right now between You and God that this week going forward, I'm going to put priority on our time together. I'm going to put priority on learning to hear Your voice so that I can obey your command in everything to you be the glory to you be the honor and to you be the praise and everybody said amen hallelujah (laughs) praise the Lord well our ushers if they will uh, come they're going to bring the elements of the Lord's Supper before you here at each head of the aisle and uh, if you guys would exit out of the left side of your row and come up you can take the bread and you can take the fruit of the vine back with you and hold on to those and we will take together and why we do this is so important because Jesus Christ himself our Lord and Savior on the night he was betrayed he took bread and he broke it and gave thanks and he said this is my body which is broken for you this is my body that I want you to be reminded forever of what I'm about to do for you And he was about to go to the garden. He was about to go to the whipping post. He was about to go to the cross. He was about to go to the grave. He was about to go take the keys, the death, hell, and grave from the devil and to bring us victory. Hallelujah. He was about to do all of that. And he says, I want you to never...